Hey everyone, welcome back to Mercy Talk. This is Melanie Wise. And this is Jen Otero. And today we begin a whole brand new series um, at Mercy Talk on toxic or unsafe relationships um, based off the book Safe People by John Townsend and Henry Cloud. Um, if you've been tuning in with us over the last couple of months, actually really since the first of the year, you've heard us discussing the area of boundaries, which was based on the book Boundaries by Henry Cloud and John Townsend. Same authors, same good stuff. And actually, these are the two books that our girls use in our homes for group counseling. And so they they transfer from one book to the next. So they'll do boundaries and then they'll do safe people. Then they'll do boundaries and they'll do safe people. And so these are really, really awesome, awesome resources. And so today we're shifting gears. They are awesome resources. If you've listened in over the last few weeks, you know we're pretty big fans of Cloud and Townsend. <laughs> and as Jen said, they go back and forth in the home reading uh, these two books. And I will say personally that I have read a few of their books once and then again a couple of years later and then again a couple of years later and really there's always something new to learn and because relationships are changing mm-hmm. all throughout your life it's such a good refresher and so we definitely encourage you if you've not read these books that we yeah. would really encourage you to to get them and to read them and if you have read them before get them out and read them again That's because right. there's always something new to learn and honestly I, I believe that if you are a human being they have something to say to you, you know, I mean, because we all have relationships and we all have things to, to learn about and different, um, dynamics that are at work in each of those. And because they're like kind of ever changing, there's just always something to learn. Mm -hmm. And so where we're going to go this month in the month of March, we're going to really talk about what unhealthy or toxic relationships look like, how to identify those. But then once you do identify them, what do you actually do about them? Right. And it never fails any time I've read boundaries, anytime I've read safe people, it's like, I will then turn that and look at myself right. and realize, oh my goodness, I have some areas where I need to grow so that I am a safe person mm-hmm. for other people as well. So as we are you know, talking over these next few weeks, I think it's important to not just look to the outside and all the people that are in my life and are they safe or not, but am I a safe person? Right. And are there some things that need to shift in my life so that I become just a healthier person in relationship with other people? So today where we're going is we really want to start the discussion and set the foundation on how to identify unhealthy, unsafe, toxic people. So that's kind of where we're going today. Absolutely. And it really, of course, it's always starting with a good old definition Mm -hmm. to set the foundation as we kick in. So really toxic or unsafe relationships are any connection we have with the individuals that are the wrong people to trust because they either abandon, they neglect, they damage, they tear us down. When we enter into relationships with people that are not healthy, typically we end up dealing with a variety of different repercussions. Some of those can include depression, compulsive behaviors, marriage conflicts, work problems, problems. It just doesn't bring life. Mm -hmm. And so really looking at the level of life in your relationships is a good starting point. But today we're going to be talking through just some different types and even moving into next week, just trying to really put some definition on what this looks like, what to look for, what not to look for, how to kind of keep an eye out for these things. Because I mean, this is not really something that we are taught. Right. I don't really remember ever being taught as a child on how to identify safe people. Mm -hmm. And really, I think our tendency is to look at people and and just kind of judge from the outside looking in. And so, you know, there'll be people who based off of their their looks or just their charm or maybe they're really funny or whatever it might be. And we're just kind of drawn to them. Mm -hmm. And um, 
sometimes what happens is that over the course of time, we realize, whoa, there's some like character stuff that yeah. I did never identify from the beginning because on the outside, things looked great. But man, there's some stuff on the inside that really makes this person a toxic person in my mm-hmm. life. And so it's just something that we're not trained to do, you know, from a young age. And so I think it's important that no matter how old you are, it's a great thing to learn and a great a great tool to have as far as identifying whether or not people in your life are healthy and safe for you. Right. And it makes me think of even the times I've had these conversations with my 12 year old. We'll talk about, okay, what are the things that you really like about your friends or even talking one day about your husband? How will you know mm-hmm. that he's the kind of person you want to marry? And I'll hear her say sometimes those things. Well, you know, he's a Christian. Awesome. Very important. Tell me how you'll know he's a Christian. What will you see in his behaviors and his choices that are going to help you to identify he actually carries that character? Mm-hmm. You know, just as one example, there's plenty of people that may really define themselves as Christians, but that doesn't mean that you see the fruit in their lives. And so even trying to have, it's really interesting how if we're not trained to have those character conversations and to really look into those things, it's easy for us just to kind of assume certain things mm-hmm. about people. But then suddenly you're in relationship with them and you realize, oh, wow, there's a lot more at work there that I didn't even really realize or recognize. Yeah. And then dealing that through. Well, so let's just jump into this. I mean, how yeah. is it that we identify and really do a character check on mm-hmm. someone? And like you said, this could be a romantic interest. I mean, good knows that's something so important to instill in our children from yeah. an early age. But also this is just even, you know, considering um, someone as a friend mm-hmm. or if I'm going to work closely with a certain person or bring somebody onto my team or whatever it might be. So many different types of relationships. How do we do this character check? And in the book, Safe People, Cloud and Townsend basically outline three different types of unsafe people. And so mm-hmm. we are just really going to unpack that for you today. We're just going to be giving you a little brief synopsis yep. of that chapter. I love it. Safe people. I love and it. And so that's where we're going to go. Jen, do you want to talk sure. about the first? Well, really, the, th- the three types that they outline are called the abandoners, <laughs> the critics, and the irresponsibles. <laughs> I didn't know that was a word. As I was reading this. I'm like, I don't even know that it's a word, but that's what we're going As with. As a noun. Yes, exactly. Yeah. The abandoners, the critics, and the irresponsibles. <laughs> so first category is the abandoners. That's kind of hard to say, actually. Mm-hmm. They are the people who start relationship and struggle finishing it. They are often people that have been abandoned themselves. And Mm -hmm. so what they experience and what they learn is what they then do in relationship. They're often afraid of close, intimate commitment, and they really prefer shallow acquaintances because there's not as much of a commitment. There's not as much expected of them. The toxic part of relationship with abandoners is that they destroy trust by beginning relationship and bailing over and over and over again. So they're not people that you can trust. They're not dependable. And they just really, really struggle with commitment is Mm -hmm. what this comes down to. That's what abandoners are. Mm -hmm. The second type that they list is um, people who are critics. Yeah. And the way that they define it in the book is that critics are people who take a parental role Mm -hmm. with everyone that they are in relationship with. And they are judgmental. And, um, you know, I will say that whenever I first was just beginning to read about Mm -hmm. this specific character trait, I remember thinking, oh man, like, but okay, so what about those people who, you know, like they speak the truth to other people and they find things that in in close relationship, what they're saying in this book, it's not about that they don't, that they speak the truth because Mm -hmm. it's good for us to speak the truth to one another and to people that we're in relationship with. But what they do is that they speak the truth without love. Right. And they do not carry any sort of grace or forgiveness towards other people um, or even honestly to themselves. And, um, and so at the end of the day, they are basically more concerned about confronting error 
errors that they see in other people than mm-hmm. they are in even making like corrections on themselves. And so they'll tend to always point the finger outside at other people and their issues and their problems. And they really, at the end of the day, will create a lot of just anxiety and guilt for people who are around them because they always like they're just being looked at, they're being watched and they're right. being judged at all times. And so, you know, uh, sadly enough, I feel like there are a lot of these people in the church today mm-hmm. and not to make a sweeping statement about all people in the church, but I know that there are some people in the church and there are people who have been really hurt and wounded in the church because there has been that just religious, just that judgment and that legalism and no grace mm-hmm. extended and no love and no forgiveness extended in the middle of that. And so, you know, these are kind of the people they talked about it in the book, but these are the kind of people that you would, you would go to because they love truth and they love righteousness. And so they might be the people that you go to for information, but they're not going to be the person that you go to for a relationship because what happens is that their truth that they communicate is often accompanied with a lot of judgmentalism. And so, again, I think it's very important to distinguish here what we're talking about is not somebody who just speaks the truth. It's somebody who speaks the truth absent of love, absent of grace, and they're just constantly criticizing others, constantly taking on that kind of parental role with Mm -hmm. other people. So, yeah, the third time of unsafe people, really the last one that we're going to hit on today are called the irresponsibles. They're the ones that do not take care of themselves or others very well at all. Um, they're the ones that struggle with delay of gratification. They want kind of the microwave answer to things. Um, mm-hmm. They do not consider the consequences of their actions. They don't have the long view. They don't follow through with their commitments. And in essence, what the authors really talk about is they're pretty much grown up children. These are mm-hmm. the folks that you just can't really count on. They really often, and even when it comes to the fruit of their lives, they're very irresponsible. Um, they struggle with debt and addiction and those types of things because of that instant gratification. They want it and they want it now. And so there's not the long view. There's not the responsibility. There's not the maturity. And really there's that place too. These are the folks that if you're in relationship with them, there's often that real pull to enable. There's that real pull mm. to kind of bail them out. They kind of expect you to kind of jump in and help a lot and then get frustrated when you don't. And when you start to set the boundary, they're not going to typically like that a whole lot because it causes them to be pushed into a place of responsibility. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the authors talked about that he had a friend of his that would contact him over and over and over again to borrow money and say, hey, this is going to be the last time, but I'm really struggling and I'll get this back to you. And, you know, because he cared about him, he said, you know, irresponsibles are often really kind hearted, sweet, wonderful people, but they are just really, really irresponsible. Mm -hmm. And they can tend to actually create a lot of issue in your life if you don't have good boundaries, if you don't know how to say no, they're going to position you to sometimes get into financial issue, you know, emotionally just not in a good place. And so he talked about this friend that would continually come to him until he finally had to be like, dude, mm-hmm. I love you, but I'm, I cannot give you any more money. Or if I do, we need to understand that it's a gift. I'm either going to tell you no, or I'm going to give you a gift because if I give you money and it's a loan and I actually expect you to pay it back, it's not going to happen. And then it creates tension in our relationship. So then it's on me. So I either need to decide to not give you money or I need it to be a gift because if I try to loan it to you and expect it back, it may not happen. Mm -hmm. And so that shifted the dynamic for this individual too. But that's that's just a picture of what irresponsibles can sometimes bring to the table. Well, and I would say that if you find yourself in relationship with irresponsibles, I would encourage you Mm -hmm. to listen back to the last eight weeks of podcasts 
<laughs> because we talked about boundaries and the importance of, I mean, I think with someone like that, mm-hmm. how important it is to understand the concept of boundaries, because first of all, letting another person take responsibility for their own life. But then also when you step in and you start trying to do that for other people, you will burn yourself right. out, wear yourself out, and you'll probably just get bitter and hard hearted towards the person mm-hmm. because you aren't the one setting those boundaries and saying no when it needs to be said or whatever the case might be. So I really do think as we've talked about these different types, I keep thinking back to our conversation from the last few weeks on Mercy Talk and how boundaries play such an important role in relationships, period. But especially if you find yourself in any sort of relationships with people that tend to fall in these categories. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I do think it's really, really important. And we'll say this a lot over the next few weeks. But, you know, I read these different areas and these different types of people. And I'm like, man, sometimes I'm those people. Sometimes I am critical and sometimes Mm -hmm. I am irresponsible and sometimes I do want the microwave, you know, needs met. And Mm -hmm. sometimes, you know, I I can find myself falling into these things. But what we are talking about is someone who is like in a consistent pattern. They don't recognize it. There's no like sorrow over it or like, Mm -hmm. man, I, you know, sometimes do this and I'm sorry. You know, there's none of that recognition and it's just constant and it's perpetual. And so I think that's something we want to keep going back to. You may either listen and say, wait, everybody in my life falls into those categories sometimes, or I am in all of them. You know, we're not, we're not talking about perfection and people Mm -hmm. who never, ever, ever fail or, you know, fall into these, but people who are just honestly on a consistent basis in one of these categories. And aren't willing to change. Right. Because I think sometimes you'll see people who are very well aware of the fact Mm -hmm. that they're critical, Mm -hmm. but there's almost a pride about it because they see that as a positive thing and or they're just not willing to change it. And so those are the folks that we're talking about that maybe don't see it, but also the ones that do and just aren't willing to really make changes or move forward. Mm -hmm. That's just not safe. Yeah. Well, we're going to unpack a little bit more and get into some more, you know, these are the kind of three different types Mm -hmm. that they unpack in, in the book, Safe People. And next week we're going to kind of start talking about very specific characteristics. Like what are the very specific things that you can see in people that may be unsafe or may be toxic. But before we sign off today, I think it would be great to give a little bit of encouragement instead of just literally like here are the three types of unsafe people good luck god be with you yeah like we really want to give you some encouragement as we you know part today so first of all i would say that it's just really important that if if the things that you've heard today have brought up anything for you that you just really take those those different areas mm-hmm. to the lord in prayer and just begin to ask him for direction regarding maybe relationships that are kind of starting to pop up in your mind of like oh i don't i don't this might be a toxic relationship mm-hmm. in my life or oh my goodness i am totally perpetually one of those people you know whatever it might be if something kind of struck a chord with you today to just start processing those things with the lord and ask for his direction and his guidance on how to navigate that how to navigate the relationships themselves or you know maybe the things that he needs to do in your own life to make you a more safe person absolutely and i think this this conversation is going to be really cool over the next couple of weeks because you know i think so often when we think about relationships we automatically think of our spouses, our significant mm-hmm. others, our children, of course, because those are the main ones. But I, we're talking about coworkers. We're talking about that new friend you just met at church. We're talking about the entire community of people that you're surrounded by and just being on the lookout and mindful. But like we've also said, we always want to be really mindful too, that this is very much about that introspective 
attractive place too. Because it is easy to kind of start to look out and go, ooh, <laughs> look at all these factors and the people that I'm that I have in my life. But mm-hmm. really being mindful to go, okay, but what do I carry that's unsafe? So it being a both and. But specifically for those of you, our listeners that are married, mm-hmm. we want to continue to remind you. And I say this as the married lady because so often, how many times do I sit and I just had an argument with my husband and I sit in that that time of you know teaching or speaking and I'm like, oh, he should be listening to this instead of going, well, maybe I should be listening to this, you know? Yeah. Being mindful as we have this conversation that pride doesn't creep in. Yeah. Because anytime, that, especially in a marriage relationship, you know and see the good, bad, and ugly of that person more than anyone else in the world. Mm-hmm. And so there's something to be said about recognizing, okay, as I'm listening and as I'm thinking and as I'm praying into these things that we don't allow, and I say we, because I can do this too, we don't allow pride to sneak in and think, oh, this is the list of things they need to work on. Always, always, always start with yourself. Mm-hmm. Then allow the Lord to show you how to begin to pray into things for your spouse, because mm-hmm. there may very well be legitimate things that we're talking through that are full on issues that your spouse may be dealing with, but always starting with you first and then moving into it in a place of prayer and recognizing pride never, never helps. Mm-hmm. And so I think I probably put that more on the list, even for myself as a married person, That's but I good. know that I'm not yeah. the only one. So being mindful of that during this conversation over the next couple of weeks, because we always want Mercy Talk to be a time that we're willing to go into those hard conversations and hit on that hard stuff, but that it always starts with us first. Mm -hmm. It's never about the other person because ultimately I can only control me. I can't control anyone else. And so just kind of putting that out there right at the beginning. And really, I think the last encouragement is just to really be honest with yourself. Like I just said, you can only change you. You can't change anyone else in your world. And so taking the time to assess these areas as we're talking, like, how am I doing in these areas? What are some things that I need to continue to work on? And opening yourself up to be teachable and humble before the Lord so that hopefully... I know Mel and I learned some things along this way, but mm-hmm. as we all come out of this on the back end going, wow, there's some things I really learned or am aware of or have made some shifts in so that we're all just better people for yeah. this conversation. Yeah. Well, I, I do also encourage people. I know I mentioned it earlier, but as we've talked about these today, I just keep thinking there are there are relationships in our life that we can choose to either be part of or not. Mm-hmm. Um, there are even relationships that we can, if, if needed, completely cut off. Right. There's other relationships that we can't exactly just get out of, you mm-hmm. know? And I mean, I think when you when you talk about marriage or your children or your parents or your spouses, I feel like those those are the relationships where we need to understand boundaries. And right. so I just keep thinking, oh my goodness, if, if people are listening for the first time today, please go back and listen to the, the podcast that we did in January and February on boundaries. Get the book, Boundaries, right. and and really figure out, you know, what does this look like for me to navigate this relationship in a place that I where I can stay healthy because I know I cannot change the mm-hmm. other person. I can only take responsibility for me and making sure that first and foremost, I'm a safe person, but then also that I know how to set appropriate boundaries with people and maybe even people who are in my life, who are always going to be in my life, but maybe there's there's some toxicity to that right? and how to, how to do that and hand, handle that well. So again, we today have discussed the three types of unsafe people from the book, but we are going to really start unpacking some of the very specific characteristics of those people um, in our podcast next week. So we we hope that you'll join us. Before we sign off, I want to be sure that we remind people, if you have not heard, literally one week from today, yes. oh my goodness, <laughs> we are launching our Keys to Freedom study that I know, Jen, you and I have, this has been part of our world for almost a good year yes. now, and we could not be more excited about next Thursday. So we 
for those of you who maybe are new, there is um, a a series that we released, a study that we released um, a couple of years ago called Ditch the Baggage. Nancy wrote the book Ditch the Baggage first and then we um, created a corresponding study to go with that and I tell you what, the feedback that we got from people who were going through that study mm-hmm. was amazing but what, what the, the study unpacks for people are the keys to freedom that we use within our residential program here at Mercy and I think it was kind of a test for us of like whether or not these keys were going to really actually work and be applicable for people outside of Mercy and what we found was that people people's lives were literally being transformed through these principles. I mean, they're from the Bible and it's Jesus and he was working through it just like he does in our homes. And so it was just awesome to see that. And, you know, we received some feedback from that study and um, have made a few just revisions in response to that. And we also wanted to make it even more inclusive for men because we found that a lot of men were going through that study and it was helping them as well. So we were like, well, let's just bring them in. And so we've (laughs) added some stories and, you know, different examples that were a little more applicable for men throughout the study. And so we now have keys to freedom and we are transitioning from the ditch the baggage study to the keys to freedom study now and um, are just thrilled about it. So what we would love for you to do is join us for our big launch of keys to freedom next Thursday. You can join us. We are going to have an event here in Nashville. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to tell you where because people cannot all show up (laughs) to the event. We don't have space for you, but we would love for you to join us online. This is going to be a big online event and Dave Ramsey is going to be emceeing the event. Nancy Alcorn, our founder, will be there and be sharing about the study. And then the lovely Ellie Holcomb will yes. be doing some music. She is just wonderful. And it's just going to be a half hour program from 7.30 to 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. And you can just basically go to Mercy's Facebook page and um, watch the event with us. If you would like to even host a launch party, we have a lot of people who have already registered to host launch parties in their different areas of the country. And if you will launch or if you'll host a launch party of five or more people, we will send you a box of 10 free copies of the Keys to Freedom study guide. So it's totally worth it. We know that you guys want to like have people over for dinner or dessert or whatever it is, whatever the time ends up being in your time zone for the party. But please do that and you can actually register to host a party on our website as well. So please go to mercymultiplied.com and get information about the launch and join us next Thursday. We can't wait. It's going to be so awesome. So join us that night, but also join us next week for our Mercy Talk podcast as we continue to unpack um, this topic of unsafe people.